everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A, Popped Off's My Here Academia podcast. I am one of your homeroom teachers, as always, Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me are the other teachers, James Graham and Dylan Beal. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm ready to talk about the season. I actually like the season a lot, so I'm super hyped for it. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited, too. Uh, I have some bones to pick with the sports festival, but overall, it's like a really enjoyable season, so looking forward to it. Yeah, I like... Like I said last week, I'm pretty sure this is probably my favorite season. It's so hard, especially rewatching it again. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not. But I am nonetheless super excited to talk about it. But don't worry. We're not going to do the long introduction and bore you all with how the show works. We did all that last week. If this is your first episode, do go back and check out the first 10 minutes or so of episode one. We walked through all the different segments, how it's going to work, telling a little bit more about the show and all that. So we're not going to do that again. But I just want to make sure for anyone that is joining for the first time, Go back and check out episode one for all those details. Yeah, and we have just a super small class announcement. So, you know, we say this all the time, but this is a new podcast and it would mean, you know, it would mean the world to us if you just went and told your friends about it and just made a small five star review for us on whatever podcast platform you that you listen to us on because it's super, super important. Yeah, and also, if you have any suggestions for additional notes, because we had a hell of a time coming up with them this week, um, or any other segments that you, you think we should include, like, you know, you come up with like an original idea that you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, yeah, let us know. You can do it either tweeting at our uh, at our main Twitter at popped underscore off, or emailing us at contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, we don't really have too much else. We just really wanted to jump in and talk about this first part of season two because we talked about it for about 20 minutes in the pre-show we should have saved that all for the live talk but we will be jumping into this week's lecture which is going to be the first part of season two episode 14 through 25 i mean originally aired in april 1st 2017 again that feels so long ago but i remember watching all this for the first time um season two was actually the time when i got into my hero so this is probably why it's my favorite season because i watched some of these episodes before going back and watching season one um but let's start off how we're going to break it up is that for the sports festival there were three main activities so we'll break it up into the um race we will break it up the cavalry battle and then the one-on-one so we each get a chance to talk about it and not have to recap the whole season at once but let's jump right into episode 14 that's the idea of chaco um so it's pretty much you started the episode here the the Teachers talking about it. UA is still really um, recovering from the USJ incident, um, but plan on holding the annual sports festival, which they do each and every year. It is a huge competition that's important for all students um, to be scouted by pro heroes that are looking for sidekicks. More important for the older students, but nonetheless, it's still a great opportunity for younger students to still get noticed and kind of show themselves the first time. And the episode kind of ends with a big discussion between All Might, um, who confesses that his true powers are diminishing and he's only able to hold his all might form for about 50 minutes and that the festival is going to be Deku's big chance to show his true power to the world and make a name for himself moving into episode 15 the rowing roaring sports festival um kind of starts off talking a little bit more about the sports festival a little training montage of all the different students getting ready for the sports festival i mean there has to be one of these every couple of episodes or it's not my hero um Todoroki kind of expresses right before the competition is about to uh, begin that he's going to defeat Deku no matter what and show him his true power only using his ice actually because that it is clear that All Might is in his corner and that makes him want to beat him even more. On um, the sports festival begins and students from all four branches of the school and this is actually one of my 
favorite parts is you see the hero, you see the class 1A and class 1B, the general studies, the business students, and the support course students all participating in an obstacle course, which is going to be the very first um, race. And then how it's going to work is it is broken up into three parts. And right away off the bat, everyone jumps in. And we see a couple people using their quirks trying to get through the start. We see the giant robots from the entrance exam for UA. And this is Todoroki's first chance to actually fight him. And he just absolutely demolishes, I don't know, five or six of them. It doesn't show exactly how many. Just in one giant ice blast. Once again, showing how strong he is. And the episode kind of ends there with Bakugo and Todoroki being up front. And then other students showing off either for the first time. We learn about Tetsu, Tetsu, Tetsu. And a couple other Class B characters. Um, and just kind of getting an introduction for him there. Um, episode 16 in their own quirky ways we continue on the obstacle course with again Todoroki and Baku still up ahead reaching the final obstacle which is a giant minefield Deku is super far behind but mines up a bunch of these mines into one giant pile jumps on top of them and just goes flying on a shield that he's kind of been carrying around for half the course for whatever random reason and he ends up getting into first place with Baku and uh, Todoroki right behind him, blows a mine up right in their face and ends up making it to first in the obstacle course despite being in kind of the middle of the pack most of the way. But at the end of the episode, we are announced what the next um, activity is going to be, which is the cavalry battle. And because he took first place, he is now going to have the top target on his head of 10 million points and the top four teams from the cavalry battle round will move on. So obviously that makes him the huge target for that. But again, super quick kind of recap of the first three episodes. Obstacle course definitely isn't the biggest part of the season, but I still really enjoyed it seeing um, the introduction of a couple of new characters. So I actually want to talk about some pre um, like the obstacles course stuff. So like before that yeah. happened, because there's a couple of things I noticed. Um, so at the very beginning, we have like maybe a future scene that's going on of like him and like there's like that fire going on and he's like fighting like all these villains um and so i just wanted to bring up that scene like do you do we think that it's like not a call back but like a call forward i don't know if that's the right word what are we, are we talking about the very first episode um there's like a scene of where midoriya is just like i think it's right before the the intro like it's i think it's the first thing that happens he was he's like fighting like all these villains and there's like a ton of fire yeah um, are you sure it's not just part of like the intro no it's not like it's it, like it's it, well, it, it is and it's not because it's a part of like it's a build-up to like it's like a story setter kind of thing but then it kind of leads yeah. to him saying like you know like since he's and been saying in the beginning is this is how i became the most powerful healer in the world yeah yeah it's it's right before so like you know how every episode is like our world is made up of quirks, something, something, yeah, something. I just skip that every single time. Yeah, now. yeah. So in the very first one, instead of the normal one that leads into the intro of the opening, it's like this scene of like him talking about it. And then it's him fighting a ton of these villains. And it's like a fiery scene. And then he was like, and this is the, and then it's like him like charging up. Like you get, you get to see like his power starting to get activated and then it cuts. And it's like, and this is how he became the greatest hero of all time. And then like, and then the opening happens. So I just want to talk about that because this is the only time we ever seen that scene. I'm wondering if it's like a call forward maybe to like 
maybe this is going to be a scene in a later episode. Like, do you think I that, or it's a callback to like what kind of inspired him with All Might? Where because like that's the first, like it's the first video you kind of see of All Might is him in this like fiery landscape, like rescuing a bunch of people, right? So yeah, but the difference is uh, All Might was rescuing people, and this is him fighting a ton yeah, of people. Like, true you don't enough, see, right? And it and it seems like it's like away from society it doesn't really seem like he's in a city fighting or anything yeah it like seems that. like he's in like uh, like if anything like a dystopia like it was like it was like all yeah. like like rugged and broken down and stuff so yeah i see what you're saying yeah. though so i i just wanted to point that scene out because that's like I, something we should like put a little pin in so like i don't know like five years down the road or like whenever the manga ends like we can kind of remember that little scene to see if they do that because this the, the story does kind of a, w- a good job of like putting little details in places as we talked about last week. I absolutely think it is just one of those scenes that every anime has, whether it's part of the intro or whatever like that, where it just shows the characters doing something that never actually happens in the show. Every show has a couple scenes like that. I think it is weird that it wasn't part of the actual introduction and it was before that, but it kind of was a recap and like a hype up going into the intro. So I'm sure it was just, they needed an extra scene there. Why not throw something in there that kind of makes sense? Like, for him to say right before he says, and this is beha- how I became the most powerful hero or whatever. I think yeah, it's just fair. one of those scenes. All right, All right Andrew. That are okay. I'm, I'm still going to put a pin in it and think about it. But No, I'm just, I'm just saying, but I mean, there's literally meme videos about anime, how they just put in these random scenes that never actually happened in the show. No, but, but that's always in the it. opening and endings, though. Yeah, so I think but it's but a little different. But this is before the show started, so I treat that as an opening. No, but it's there's a recap no of song. Season. If there's no song, it's there's not the no opening. Song. Yeah. That's not yeah, it's the important it thing. There's always the song for the intro. It doesn't matter. Go back matter. and watch it. You you go watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You go watch it again. Yeah, um, I did. But yeah, so I I, li- I really like that first part before they go because it's just like dense with a ton of cool stuff. So it was that, and then they have the opening, and then you, we see All Might. He has that letter he writes to his master that we mm-hmm. don't know really anything about yet. Um, but I think this is also the first time we see his real name. Yeah, it is. It is the first time we it actually is. figure out like his actual his actual name. Yeah, it, and so yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, I was gonna say also from this, I think we can um, figure out that he's Japanese. Yes. Even though he, you know, very much looks like an American hero. Everything about him is super, super American. But his name is incredibly Japanese too. So I think that's a that's an interesting What's his thing. Name, to point Dylan? Out. Huh? What's his name? Um, you know, you know, you know what his you name? Know his you name. know, you know his name. Like, you know, it's uh, uh, Toshinori Yagi. Good job. Yeah. I didn't Good just job. look that up, by the way. I promise. I lied. Um, but yeah, so that I, I liked all that. Um, I like the. And the- I, I also before we move on with that letter, I love that. It's like kind of showing like he's proud and he definitely thinks Deku is the right pick. But he's also very open that like, I don't know what to do with this kid. And I'm going to need your help at one point to make sure that he is what I think he can be. And I love that side. I love everything that the show does to humanize a godlike figure of All Might. Yeah. Whether it's with the small might form, which we're taking from our Discord. I love that. Small might is how we're performing All Might when he's not in his true form. Small might. Um, I love it. Small might. And then these letters and kind of conversation that he has with Deku that's like, I don't know exactly how you're going to do this. 
but we're going to make it work. And just that sign that he doesn't have all the answers, despite everyone thinking he does, is my favorite part about All Might and his character. For me, I think it's really like, I mean, we've seen him be physically vulnerable in, you know, Small Might, but I think this is the first time you actually see him be like emotionally vulnerable and be like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, right? Like, it, you know, you actually, I think it is the first, like, I think one of the first layers of depth that we kind of see with All Might, which is really, which is really good because I think it, like, you know, it shows that like, you know, he's not just, you know, your typical Superman-esque character, right? Where Which he's, you know, you can tell he's very heavily modeled after, right? Like, I mean, and that's why I think that's why so many people love the shows because you can relate All Might to Superman so easily. But now you're getting to see like, you know, he's not just unkillable he's not just you know he's he, he he has weakness both like you know like i said physically and and emotionally right like he doesn't really know how to guide like a, a new a new like predecessor absolutely mm-hmm. dylan you were going on points when i cut you off no 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 you're good please cut me off if i if i run <laughs> off a little bit too much but we were uh i was talking about the the montage that they have at the beginning of like everyone kind of getting ready um and i really like uh minetta how it panned to him in his room and how everything is just like Mount That's Lady true. stuff and like the PVC like <laughs> figures of Mount Lady. I really like that. That was, that was a good meme. Um, and then also something kind of taking a step back before the training montage I was in episode two. In episode one, when they announced the sports festival, everyone in the class got really, really excited. Um, just kind of showing not only how big it is, but it's also gave us a chance to kind of lead into the conversation about why Uraraka wants to be a hero. I mean, we know pretty much, we learn about Todoroki in these same couple, um, later on in the season. We know Bobaku, he just wants to be the best and strongest. Um, we know Deku, and now we learn about Uraraka, um, and Ida too a little bit as well, we learned about late last season. But the main reason that she wants to be a hero is just for the financial part of it. And it's not out of greed or anything, but it's just the fact that she wants to support her family and her parents who did not have a lot of money growing up and that the reason that she works so hard is just for money and financial support and I think that's a really cool thing when so many people go to be a hero because they want to be famous and they want to save people and all that kind of stuff but that she was doing it for a really realistic reason that a lot of people in our world if this was how it actually was in real life a lot of people would be doing it for that reason agreed or not that the money is a big part that not many people talk about in like the class 1a yeah i think like it really it adds some realism to the show there's a couple there was a couple like we kind of you skipped over it a little bit but i think there was a lot of aspects of like this episode that add add realism to the show despite how like ridiculous it might be like we're finally getting like a human answer to like why they'd want to be you know like why they'd want to be a pro hero right like i mean it's it's like supporting the family dynamic especially in like japan and stuff like that where family is such a big deal right and like that that, like that culture is very emphasized um you actually get somebody who's actually doing that which is nice rather than you know this unridiculous drive like you know it's very that's very like anime-esque to be the best and everything like that right um another thing is too is they do a bit of world building as well talking about how why it's why the sports festival is so popular is because you know the downfall of the olympics because of quirks right like you know quirks have made the olympics like not a thing anymore really like i mean the viewership like i think it's i think it's a zawa basically saying like the viewership's down like all this stuff like nobody watches anymore so they started to tune into us which again like i i really appreciate world building because it answers a lot of unanswered questions and like you usually like they're usually an afterthought um until you in until you get the answer and you're like oh okay that's cool that adds another layer right so i'm, I'm really i'm really happy with that scene yeah. yeah. And is there anything else before the sports festival we want to talk about or we want to yeah, get into the beginning of the sports festival? Yeah, I have one final festival? thing. I have, okay. a, I have a, I don't know what I'm going to call this segment yet. 
but there was no an point. issue. There was a big issue. It's the beginning. Like they put in a lot of detail, right? As I was talking about before, and um, Midoriya is like in his house, and he's like lifting weights or whatever. And his mom comes in, and she's like, "Hey, Midoriya, your lunch is ready. You better get uh, eat up for those, those bones to get big or the muscles to get big." The clock says it's seven o'clock. It is not lunchtime. <laughs> seven o'clock is not lunchtime anywhere. He, they could have said breakfast. Seven o'clock is kind of okay for breakfast. They could have said dinner because that could have been 7 p.m. No, but they said lunch. That detail, very off. Wow. I want to know who's, who, what, what, what that issue is. I need to figure that out. I didn't. I'll I get didn't, to the bottom of it. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, it could have been, it could have been a, mis, a mistranslation in the, in, the, in the subs. Maybe, but like it's such a hard thing to mistranslate. I think like it's like breakfast, lunch and dinner is like very clear translations. That's true. So yeah, like the only thing All I right. can we're, we're, think of is like, maybe they said like, Hey, like uh food's ready. And they're like, Oh, well maybe food's ready. Doesn't sound that good. Like maybe let's just make it something. Yeah. They made it something wrong. Yeah, they did. That's a big issue. I'm upset. Despite this anime ending issue i think we should continue to move on and push through despite how badly you want to i'm not moving on to the next episodes there's more talking points okay, i want to have okay. here i just want to get to the actual sports festival part of these couple of episodes where we are introduced and kind of announced that it's not just going to be the hero students competing which i love because we have not thought about general education or business students or anything like that. We didn't know anything about that, that things were part of the school until then. And also when Bakugo goes up onto stage, it's like, oh, well, I guess he did get to do the best in the practice school. So of course he's going to be the class rep. And some, one of the other general education students um, pitches in saying, well, he only did the best in the hero entrance exams. First off, showing the kind of the isolation that the hero students are kind of in in UA that they don't think about anyone else or know about the other stuff but also that there is a general disdain towards a lot of the hero students because of this okay so the, the, the disdain is kind of like earlier in the episode when Bakugo is kind of just a prick I, to everybody like <laughs> I think that's still there no matter what I think anyone wants I think I think if you're going to UA you want to be uh, I, I agree but I think I think it was just solidified with like the, the outward appearance of Bakugo and again we talked about this, this is like a new Bakugo right we talked about this last week and who is you know not just like this lunatic with like fire for hands right like he's actually like he's far more you can tell he's far more more like uh he's on he he, he focused. focused yeah exactly right so he like he's not even like he's not even like messing around with like his explanation of like why he thinks the other classes are like kind of like eyeing them up and stuff like that he just straight up calls them out and he calls them what does he call them backups like i think he like he re- extras extras yeah, extras. yeah yeah he calls them extras right which I, to, it, to me is even better just it just speaks to his character so much more that he just does not care about anybody else Guys, I, yeah, I guess that really does kind of take it up to the obstacle course. I didn't have much to talk about in the obstacle course. I mean, I love the Tetsu, 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 uh, Kirishima <laughs> relationship. That is definitely one of my favorite, especially through this entire arc. I love the development of there. Um, we are introduced to May, who was a pretty big um, part of this uh season I and love her. yeah we haven't seen much of her in season three yet but she is kind of a prodigy so um we learn more about her and we'll talk more about her in season three and even these later episodes um i think she's super cool yeah. I, I, I like I how they, they talk about the other stuff going on. Like, like, yeah, it totally makes sense that they have like scientists or like people who make gadgets. Cause it's like, yeah, you see that in superhero like stuff all the time. It totally makes sense. And I, I like the business thing because it's just like a small little like 
it feels like a small joke that they made during it, but it like it yeah. makes total sense and I love it. Um, yeah. I did want to I did want to do a, a, the start the Bakugo versus Deku in this, though. I want to. Yep. There's a new there was a com- competition here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in the race, um, Deku did win. He definitely beat Bakugo. So I'm going to give him a point for that. And so it's 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 zero three. I think it's zero three. Yeah, it's zero three right now. That's wild. Bakugo is getting blasted by Deku right now. Like every time they go up against each other, he just loses. But he's our main character, so he's, he, he, like, yeah, yeah, he's got to be the best. He's got to be the can't have him losing. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. But but the thing is though, is that the show very much like they treat him like a main character, but they don't treat him like a main character too. Like we'll see. Like he like loses a lot, and he's always he's never really the best. Not yet. Well, yeah, not yet, but, but he still eventually like, he, becomes the very best. Yeah, he clearly loses, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true because, like, in like in, and like comparatively, in like in the obstacle course, especially, this is the first time we see Todoroki like kind of like pop off, like like when when they fight when they fight like the zero point um, like robots. Like you see Todoroki and uses this giant ice wall, and like every student is like, how do you how do you compete with that, right? Like, so it's clear that like if Izuku went against this dude. Like on a one on one, especially in their current point in the arc, like Izuku would just get absolutely annihilated. He'd get, he'd he'd be destroyed, right, because of how nasty Todoroki is. But he's winning through ingenuity, and that's and that's kind of like how they're trying to, you know, jazz up Izuku. Well, yeah, let's keep moving forward because there is kind of more competitions between these top three students, Bakugou, Deku, and Todoroki in these next two um, parts of the competition. So moving on to episode 17, which is strategy, strategy, strategy. Um, Deku teams up with Ochaku, um, Okoyami, and uh, the sports student Hakume. Um, pretty much they spend the entire episode just evading people. Um, class 1B, we kind of see that they had this long-term plan to take advantage of and kind of show off their powers a little bit, be the underdogs, and try to take as many points from the um, Class A as possible. Pisses Bakugo off. He kind of goes off on a tangent to destroy all of Class B, and the rest of the Class A just kind of do their own little shenanigans. Um, episode 18, the Cavalry Battle Final. Pretty much as the end of the battle approaches, it is Deku versus Todoroki's team. Like we just talked about, if they went head-to-head, they'd obviously get crushed. And in the direct fight, they actually ended up did losing. Um, Ida uses his super... Um, what was it? Um, hidden power. What did he call it? Oh, his actual, like, his actual move? Like his, fr- I think it's his first move he actually uses it. Like, yeah, I can't, yeah. Remember, I can't remember what it's called. Special moves. Yeah. He used one of his special moves um, to blast past them. They got the 10 million points, and they go at each other one more time. And Deku ends up grabbing a lower point value despite going for the 10 million one. And Tokoyami did also grab another point, so they barely squeaked by and forth. Um, they had a first place with Todoroki's team, second place was Bakugo's team, and then third place was uh, Shinso's team correct? Yeah, and just to, just to, just to recap, it's a reciprocal burst was the first. That's the reciprocal that's burst. the first time we actually see um, Eden use it, which is really cool because it, again, adding more layers to secondary characters. Awesome, thank you very much. Um, is it really that quick of an arc? I definitely thought there was more kind of. I guess it's just a two episode arc for this little sports festival one. So I want to, I want to jump in just a couple more episodes rather than ending it there and start the round of 16, just so we have a little bit more to talk about than Calvary battle. Or do you want to just talk about this now? Let's no, let's just chunk this small part out first. Okay. Yeah. So 
I so I'm I'm gonna do the score again because we did see Bakugo actually come out on top. So we're gonna give him another point. So he's one three. He's getting there, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change the points at all. But he did emotionally lose. Yeah, he became, he became even more emotionally compromised. Oh, he was yeah yeah. Deku's living up there rent free right now, <laughs> just like constantly. This was an emotional loss for him. Yeah, yeah. And we also get to see uh, a nice little part too is that like you get to see that Ida's trying to really cut his own path too. Like like when basically Izuku tries to recruit him, he's just like, dude, I got to do my own thing. Like I got to get my W right, and I don't think I'm getting my W with you. So, and it's nice that it kind of turns out that like like Ida's the one that takes the money, right? Like Ida's the one that gets it. Um, really nice some sl- really some really nice sleight of hand by uh tokoyami with uh with dark shadow which is kind of cool um and we well, another thing we didn't really discuss was like the point values thing and like why everybody's valued at what and why izuku was so such a target yeah. it was because he won the the relay race or the or the obstacle course so he had the most points so basically everybody was gunning for him right so anybody who was gonna go with him was kind of set to lose sort of thing but um, May being, you know, just like so money hungry or not, not even money, um, like fame hungry. Like that, that, that's May's whole like angle. She was like, well, if I'm with you, I'm going to get a, a ton of publicity. Everybody's going to notice me. So I'm going to do this. Right. So I uh, I think it's nice, too, that we get we get, get to see Tokiyami because he's just a dude with a bird head and a spirit living in him. So we kind of get some. Yeah, but of, the spirit is sick. Yeah, the spirit. Dark Shadow is yeah. pretty, pretty wicked. Um, Something I want to correct you on with there and it's just Ida didn't want to go with uh, Todoroki to win. He wanted to do it to prove that he didn't need Deku or Izuku yeah, by his side yeah. because it wasn't going He His goal was to beat Deku to prove that he was stronger because he saw so many other kind of acts of war. It wasn't specifically because he didn't feel like Deku had a chance to win. It's that he felt like he was always being associated with Deku and wanted to show that he could win without Yeah, that. yeah. And, uh, so it was the same thing, but just a little bit more reasoning behind that. Yeah, yeah. Another thing you, know, you kind of said there, too, like the acts were like, I love that, like, the declarations of war was, like, such a big focal point throughout this whole thing. And it's basically between the top three. It's between, it's between Izuku, yep. it's between Bakugo, it's between Todoroki like the three of them are just like telling each other like where to go like perpetually it's and it really creates this really cool like power like triangle amongst the three of them and I just another part uh, these are just two really quick episodes I didn't even realize it was only two episodes when I just watched it but we get to see so many other people's quirks I think this is the biggest showing of different people's quirks since obviously that very first episode where we met a lot of class 1a but we see almost all of class b's um, really cool quirks with some of these and really cool combinations, which I do like that it wasn't just the Ida, um, Uraka, and Deku kind of partnership that we see. We see Tokuyami. We learn more about Dark Shadow and how it's stronger during the day. I mean, darker at night, weaker during the day, how bright light kind of um, impacts it. Like, we get a little bit more depth on how a lot of these characters interact, how certain teams can go, and how quirks can interact. And that's a really cool part about the Calvary battle is that you see these teams of really random students just doing really cool things yeah you also get to, you get to see the dude from class b with uh with the copy quirk which i think is really cool yeah he becomes like a reoccurring character which i love and he's just like a massive prick just kind of a he's, mean, a, he's, yeah. a, he's a prick throughout the entire thing right so um but yeah yeah it's it's really uh it's really fun that way that you get to see all this you get to again it's adding depth right you're not just getting this focused around like the main characters don't do you have anything to add to the calvary battle uh no, let's. I'm ready for the next yeah. one. It was just two quick episodes, so yeah. 
let us move on. So these next ones, it's going to be quite a few episodes. So I'm going to try to take my time and go a little bit more in depth on some of these. Um, but starting with episode 19 on um, the born boy, the boy born with everything. So 16 students remain, but there are several of them that decide to drop out right away because they felt like they didn't deserve their roles to get to this far because they didn't remember a lot of the Calvary battle. We don't learn much about it. Why we do start to learn that it is something with Shinzo because he was a leader of that. And we do learn a little bit more about that coming up here. But before that, with the 16 students remain, it is going to be a 1v1 combat bracket to decide who is going to be the winner of the whole festival. Um, We kind of see a bunch of different matchups. The first one is going to be Deku versus the mysterious Shinzo. And then obviously if they do win, we find out that Deku will be fighting Todoroki. And when that is found, Todoroki and Deku have a private talk where we do learn more about um, Todoroki's hate towards his father Endeavor, kind of his whole tragic backstory. And my favorite line from all of this is when Deku says, it's almost like he's from an anime. <laughs> which I, which I just love that wall, scene. Which, yeah. Yeah, when, when they talk about his backstory. Um, and we also get a little bit about um, more about Shinzo's power and how if you do talk to him, you do kind of get mind read. And that jumps into episode 20, which is victory or defeat. In the first round, Deku fights Shinzo. And right away, Shinzo starts talking trash. And Deku, of course, being the hero he has to, has to speak up and defend his other classmates. And that causes him to go under mind control. And he keeps looking as if he's going to walk right out of bounds. But then he starts seeing some mysterious shadows, one of them looking like All Might. And his finger suddenly snaps. He uses his all for one power and he is um, knocked out of it and turns around and fights with Shinzo, who is surprisingly strong for a general study student until he ends up winning the first round. And then right after that, we do see Todoroki just absolutely going way overboard on um zero the tape guy um with just an ice blast that literally covers half of the stadium then in episode 21 battle on challengers we see the other six bracket matches um Shiozaki, well, one of the students from 1B, takes down Kaminari pretty easily. Mei manipulates Ida in probably one of my favorite parts of the entire season, where she gives Ida a bunch of different um, of her support gadgets, which pretty much makes them not be able to fall over or go faster. And she just dodges around him the entire time until she just walks off stage and gives up. Uh, Mina beats Ayoyama. Um, Yayo Rozo beats, I mean, loses to Dark Shadow slash Tokuyami. Tetsu Tetsu and Kirishima just beat the shit out of each other for about 15 <laughs> minutes until they both pass out and it is considered a tie. And when they both recover, there will be a tiebreaker coming up. But then we do move on to the final of the first round brackets, which is going to be episode 22, Baku versus Uraraka. Um, Baku and Uraraka have a fight, um, and it just looks like Baku is just about to burn her alive. We have audience members starting to yell at him and get upset with Baku for being so rough on her, even though she's not being able to do much. And then um, Azawa um, steps in and kind of says, like, 
if you knew anything about being a hero, it sees that he's not giving her a chance to get up because he respects her. And then at the very end of the battle, she does try a special move because during the whole thing, she had been floating rocks and as one special move threw them all down on the stage. But ultimately, Baku blows them all up with one giant blast and wins around when she passes out just out of exhaustion. Um, Tetsu, 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 and Kirishima then have an arm wrestling match, decide who wins, and they become best friends right after um, Kirishima wins. Um, Azuku kind of prepares himself to fight Todoroki. Um, episode 23, show Todoroki origin. Um, the whole episode just about the Azuku versus Todoroki fight. Um, they begin the ma- match. Azuku is trying to f- win, but also trying to get Todoroki to use his left side so they can both battle at their full power. Um, kind of as Todoroki fights on, more of his past is revealed through a bunch of flashbacks. Um, he remembers ultimately that his mother said it was okay to use his left side because he wanted to be a hero. So they fight both using their full sides, and when everyone thinks they're just going to kill each other because they are going so full out, De- almost all of Deku's body has been hurt by his own quirk. Zementos and Midnight try to stop the match before the two uh, deal their final attack, but it doesn't stop them, and Izuku is thrown way out of bounds, and Todoroki does move on to the final round. And then, um... In episode 24, fight on Ida, um, Azuku does have significant damage in his right arm, and it is found out that if damage like this does continue, they will not be able to heal him, and he will lose... Um, his right hand, he won't be able to use his arms anymore, and Recovery Girl, girl refuses to do future treatments again. Um, All Might admits to his youth being identical to Izuku and seeing a lot of similarities between there. Um, Todoroki and Endeavor have a dis- um, discussion, and the only reason that Todoroki could use his fight against um, Deku was because he forgot about his father and only thought about his mother. Um, we saw a couple of other second-round fights, um, Ida and Tokiyami, um, both push out their competitors. Um, Baku overpowers Kirishima. And then ultimately, we see Ida lose to Todoroki. We see Bakugo beat Tokoyami. God, there's so many there's so many fights in these couple of episodes. It's hard to recap all of them. Um, and then after that fight, we hear that Ida, um, brother um, Ingenium, is seriously injured and paralyzed in pursuit of the hero killer Stain. And then Ida is um, informed not long after by his mother, so he does leave instantly to go and um, be with his brother. And then finally, in the last episode of the season, episode 25, uh, no, in the first half of the season, I'm sorry, um, Todoroki versus Baku, um, Todoroki still doesn't want to use his left side. Um, as the match begins, they only uses his ice power. Baku is going full out and gets really, really pissed off that he's not going full on. Um, Izuku starts to cheer for Todoroki, and he almost decides to use his left side right as um, Baku uses his special move, but he stops using his special uh, stops using his left side, his fire side, and the attack just throws Todoroki straight out of bounds, resulting in Baku being very upset, but winning. Um, so we do see that it was Baku being awarded first place, um, Todoroki taking second place, and then Ida taking third place, who is not there because, as I said, had already left to go and visit his brother. And the episode ends with Todoroki finally deciding to go see his mother, who he had not seen after many years. So there was so much that happened in this last one. A lot of really cool fights, a lot of really cool flashback moments and character development. Where the hell do you guys want to start? So I, we let's, start try to, let's try to, yeah, let's try to tackle, like, I guess, kind of in one order. By one. Um, yeah, let's go in so order. Yeah, I think it's the wanna, easiest way to do it. Yeah, like vaguely in order, because I, I don't even remember the order of all of them. Um, but l- I want to talk about the, um, the Midoriya uh, Shinzo fight, because uh, during it, 
um, he has that vision. And so another little detail time, um, he does see eight people there, um, you know, eight like sets of eyes. And so where he sees it is like in that little archway of the, the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look in the other scenes, cause he's like, Oh, all my, I saw, you know, someone that looks like your eyes there. Um, but if you like look in that scene where he saw it, he's actually right there. Like it's like, he sees like the spirit of like his eyes or whatever, but like, he's also literally standing right there. Um, yeah, cause he's like, he's like creeping around the corner or whatever. Um, in his small mic form. Um, but he's there too, like exactly there. Um, but that was weird. So, I mean, they kind of said like, hey, I, it's just you were uh, kind of, I don't know, like he, he just like built it up inside him just to make that little movement. So I don't know if it was like him overcoming the brainwashing or like, is there like outside forces that can work with him or like what's going on? Like, is there ghosts? Yeah. Are these like real ghosts? It, do that. The force ghosts? The, 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 yeah, these force, force, ghosts? force ghosts? Yeah. This whole scene like super threw me off. I was just like, man, what is, what, this is getting wacky. Like, like, like I think it did seem really weird compared to everything else we'd seen. Yeah. We've never seen like supernatural stuff. Like even though quirks are all superpowers, like we haven't seen the supernatural side of anything. So that's just randomly happening in the scene really caught me off guard the first time i'm not against it it just seemed out of place almost so it It reminded me of sorry go ahead i was just gonna say so there was there's only one other scene that i only and i only knew knew to connect these two like when i watched the season again and it was when all might's fighting nomu um you get the you get the scene of the the basically the ball bouncing around and it bounces around like a bunch of different times and you get all the colors and then it's like you know all might just unleashing like this crazy ass attack right and that's the only time you can correlate these two things is because you see the sets of eyes that are all the different colors until you get to all mites, which of course are yellow because it's all might. Right. Um, yeah. And then you, so that's the only time you get any sort of reference between these two things that again, like I only knew it to pick it up like retroactive retroactively because I go, went to go back and kind of almost knew what I was looking for. Or like I, I, I was more familiar with everything was going on, but this scene specifically, like when it was first, when I first watched it, I was like, man, what, what is this? Like what? Yeah, it's like Force Ghost, man. Like you didn't know what it was. Yeah, so I um I don't think it's supposed to be that literal, especially since we do see All Might's like representation. No, I think it, I think it literally is meant to be that literal. No, 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 because like because All Might is there, but obviously he's not dead or anything, so his spirit can't be there. I think it was more of like the weight of like all those who came before him. It's kind of like um when I think about like Avatar: The Last Airbender, like you know the scenes where they're like lined up or whatever, and you get to yeah. see like all of them, like. Like they're literally not just standing next to each other for eternity, like forever. But it's like a representation of that, of like being passed on and like going down the line and stuff like even even though like those powers are like completely different from this. I I, I still see it the same way of more. We're seeing it literal, but it's more of like an abstract. Mm, Yeah, 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 I, I feel it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I big thing I think we need to talk about too is like we we kind of like and Andrew like you kind of went through a ton of reviews so we kind of got passed over but we need to get into Shinzo like we need to kind of we got to talk about our boy because Shinzo like I mean y- you know even in the reviews and I'm sure anybody who's listening is like mind control like this guy must be like evil like but that's that's not what Shinzo's about that's not Shinzo at all so yeah I I, I so. We, I didn't touch about him at all in the beginning of the season, but he did show up in the beginning of the season when Bakugou called all of them extras. He did come in and say that if someone does do well enough in the 
sports festival, they could get moved up from general education into the hero course, and someone could be brought down. And that's clearly what his goal was. And that he does well enough. He made it to the Sweet 16. He wants to win it all. He is not taking it serious. And it is not until after the fight is over that we get the flashback learning more about him. Is that back when he was in middle school, everyone was like, oh, don't make me do something I don't want to do. Like everyone has that same notion that he's only up to bad things with the power that he has. But all he wants to do is be the best hero out there. He wants to be the next All Might, just like Deku. His reasoning for being so strong is the same reason as Deku, but he's just always been misunderstood because of his um, power and that it just seems evil and it's something that doesn't seem super um, useful or flashy. And we also get a side note to it that he ended up in general education and he applied for the hero course and general education because he was smart enough to know that the entrance exam is biased towards people that can destroy robots obviously his quirk isn't going to work on that but he is still super strong and a lot of people in the crowd are saying like wow that would be such a good quirk to stop villains and such as that so it's just we haven't seen much more about him since the whole sports festival but just the amount of world building they do and just kind of showing that not everyone has the easiest path to being a hero even though they have such good quirks i love again world building is so cool on the show no yeah i totally agree and i think even though like he is a really cool character and stuff we might not see him again just because like he filled his role on what he was supposed to do because he was supposed to start putting those ideas out there because they they do this like you were saying super well of like they build the world and then they throw like little tiny things in there to be like oh well here's like the little problems with the world it's like yeah some quirks you know they look like they could be a villain's quirks, but they're clearly not. Or they could like, you know, someone is like Bakugo, who is like, seems like he could easily be a villain and stuff. And so like, we have to deal with those kinds of things. Um, he reminded me a lot of Aizawa, actually, because they have like, kind of like hands off quirks, because like Aizawa obviously can erase, like basically turn people's quirks off. You know, he brainwashes people. They seem very similar in that kind of way. So yeah um, i think that's also why we get aizawa explaining like oh yeah like the the hero course is super biased against heroes who are flashy who can like do a lot of damage and stuff because i think that is how um the ranking systems of the heroes in the society work too like we see all might is number one i mean obviously because he's like kind of busted but like you know even endeavor like number two because he does that he, he shoots fire and explodes things and stuff yeah well it, yeah. They, they basically say that the the entrance exam is super biased towards combat quirks right which chinzo is the exact opposite he's like he's the most anti-combat you can get he can basically get somebody to beat the crap out of themselves but like i mean that's really about it right like that's that's the extent of like what chinzo can do not dismissing the quirk itself because it, like we like we said it's insanely powerful but that's just it. And I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you added that. That uh, it's Aizawa is the one that kind of explains it because the two of them are kind of cut from the same cloth. And plus, like, I mean, if you look at like aesthetically Aizawa and Shinzo, they look kind of evil. You know what I mean? Like Shinzo, Shinzo has this really like pastel purple hair that's like up and all over the place. He's got bags. And Aizawa's hair always goes up too when he does his quirk. When he does his quirk, which looks evil, yeah. right? Like, I mean, like, it's kind of like, you know, it's again, it's that hero, that evil aesthetic. Aizawa's, they both have tired eyes. But yeah, he's got, they both have tired eyes. They like, could it be his son? It's, it's not his son. There's no way. No. There's no way. We both know, we both, we all know Aizawa's like a playboy. Well, let's be real. Aizawa's out there. He's getting it all. He ain't settling oh, down. He seems more like a 40-year-old <laughs> cat bomb to me. 
I mean, yeah, maybe. No, I think he just like goes home and he just like goes gets on the couch goes and chills. Sleep, yeah. yeah, doesn't care. Yeah, like he's done he with everyone's class. bullshit he all the time. Go on a date that night. That's true. That's very true. But yeah, I think it's uh, like I mean, we do have a lot to cover, so that's probably all we should leave on our yeah. boy Shinzo. That we all think he's we all think he's great. I think I think we can collectively agree that Shinzo's a very like a very interesting character, despite how little we see of him. Yeah, and I think sorry, sorry to cut off if you're you're gonna jump into another one, Andrew. But um, the, I th- I think something similar that happens is the Bakugo fight of where he like he's given his all because he does respect uh, Uraraka, and I think that is like a similar thing of like he is misunderstood a lot, but he wants to put a hundred percent into it because he does want to be the best, even though it does seem like he's being kind of a dick a lot of times. Yeah, well, he's like, like, again, it's out of respect because he knows what she's like capable of. Right. And he's like just not getting her a chance because if she gets a chance to kind of rally, like he knows he's in trouble. Like he like he's he's, you know, like, again, this is getting back into how smart Bakugo actually is because he knows how he needs to really, you know, fight against these people when every again, like like you said, the entire crowd is like, dude, you you're like you're being you're being a dick. Right. Like, um, see, I. The one thing is that I don't truly believe that he knew that if she touched him, that he would lose. Because we saw in the Calvary battle, he needed to be reminded of everyone's name and quirk. So it just seems hard to believe that he suddenly remembers that. No, Uraraka. I don't think he remembered. It's not that he remembered that. I think it's that he is not underestimating every anyone because he underestimated Midoriya once. And we saw what that caught him. And so I think. Yeah, but still, he's a hand to hand. I mean, we've seen almost all of his combat up to this point be hand to hand. And of course, the one person that hand to hand combat is going to be where his weakest point is going to be. Because if she touches him once he loses, he just suddenly changes up his strategy. So maybe he did more research and all that kind of stuff, but it just seemed out of character. He always wants to be the best, but his strategy has always been brute force. And this was clearly one of the points where he didn't use brute force. And it seemed out of line with everything else he's done to the sports arc, which has all been brute force. Well, I think like, again, like it's kind of going back to his mentality at the beginning of the sports festival was like, you're, you are all extras. I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about learning about you at all because you're not, you're nothing to me. I can beat I can beat you with natural talent. And then when he actually gets to a one-on-one, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think that the dude's not just gonna be like, all right, well he, he, cause he knows her. He knows that she's in his class. He knows what she's capable of. And she, there's a reason she's there. You know what I mean? But we saw him, the, the, an episode before this he literally had a group of his own classmates standing around him saying wait everyone tell me your name and tell me your course he literally said that but he also, to his but he also had a fight with Oraraka like she like that like they had the two v twos right that's true right? that yeah. is true that is yeah. different yeah I'll give you that so like he, like he's been made aware of it right like he's not like he's no, not totally out of sync right so that's fair I'll give you that Okay, we can, uh, we can talk about other things there. Wait, but. wait, hold on. One, one more quick thing about that fight. I do really like this because it's one of those like expectation subverters that like because like in anime, it's like, you know, you see like the heroes like almost down about to lose like um, like she was. And then it's like, oh, well, actually, I had this really big plan and it happens and then they win. But this was like, oh, I actually had this big plan. And he's like, 
oh, it, no, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just too strong. <laughs> yeah. It blows it away. Yeah. Like, I really like that. And we and we get to see we get to see his move, too, which is really. Oh, no, no. We get to see that later. Sorry. We get to see, like, we, we, again, one of the named abilities. Uh, one other, I think, group of 16 fight we should kind of talk about that, like, really, again, shows like that power curve is is Todoroki and uh, poor Ciro. Poor Ciro, who got no chance to do anything. And it, like it only and it shows that like it shows that even like the pro heroes are like, holy crap, this guy's ridiculous because the ice literally extends over the arena like it goes past the arena and it goes like like, you know, and it like rocks the entire building and everybody's like, holy crap, what just happened? And it's this giant ice wall. So you, again, like like I mean, Totoro, like it gives you that's an idea of like where Todoroki is both on a power level and like emotionally, right? Because he's like he like I'm pretty sure he says like like to something to the extent of like nothing serious towards like or nothing personal towards Sarah. Like he becomes the meme like nothing personnel, like and he just like destroys him, right? So yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah, it's just overpowering. But again, it is just really reassuring, showing that. Todoroki is so strong right now and that he like we all know that eventually Deku is going to be number one it says it in the intro of the show but just showing how far behind he is of some of these people and how far he has to go which was a recurring theme in season one is still here in two he is not even close to these people I'm still convinced that like he's not really going to be number one like he's going to technically be number one but it's going to be like a bittersweet thing of like I don't know, like everyone else is going to die or something like it's going to be something like that, I think. Jesus. No, but it's like so heavy handed of him going, I'm going to be number one. I'm going to be number one that I think like if it happens, like it's going to be something bittersweet. Like, I don't I don't think we're going to get like a oh, no, like he clearly is the best and it's everything is good ever forever. I I don't know. We will yeah, see that. It, put a pin in that. We'll put a pin, put a pin in, in, in that. So, I mean, there was a couple of other six uh, top 16 rounds. I mean, the one other big notable one would have been the Ida versus May one. Do we want to get into that? That was pretty much just I actually don't May want, looking I, Ida like a fool. I don't want to get into that. I actually want to get into the the other two, actually. Yazorozu and, uh, Totoro- and Tokiyami. Tokiyami. Because Yazorozu, who was fairly like, you, and like this... <laughs> Not to like to, to kind of lead into future stuff so much more often, but like it shows how unbattle ready she is and how much preparation she needs. Where Tokiyami just gave her nothing and like immediately went at her. She didn't even have time to make anything before he was on top of her in like a shield. She yeah, but she made the shield and the shield was done when she was already out of the arena, right? Like that was it. That's all she had time for, right? So it shows really like how she kind of needs to like reassess her, and we get the bromance of. Tetsu Tetsu in Kirishima and like you even get it from like uh from uh, present Mike is that yeah it, yeah present Mike that's his name um who literally ends up saying the same stuff for both of them and it just like it just builds on this meme of like the two of them are like the exact same character right so I I, I like those two I like those two fights um I mean the other ones to me like I mean yeah May manipulating Ida's I mean it's just May being May you know she's literally trying to promote herself right so and I, but I mean, the one thing, the argument I made last week was Kaminari lost to a class 1B student pretty handily. Yeah. Mineta didn't even make it to the Sweet 16. <laughs> Mineta, she can move down. Just want to make Give that point Give a Shinzo, get rid of Mineta. <laughs> I'm just saying that. We did see that 
just because they're in class 1A does not automatically mean they're the strongest 20 students, which is what this entire thing was that other students, just because they are in class 1B, their quirks may not be as flashy or as powerful in certain ways, but they still have just as good of a chance of being the number one hero as anyone else in the class 1A. Not exactly well, true, but... I mean, one of them is, like, there's two of them that are exactly the same, and they're in different classes. Yeah. Yeah, which makes no sense. Yeah, that being said, we do we, we think we get, Steel would be higher than Rock. We get a resolution to that off. because, yeah, the, the Steel the steel fatigues against the, the, against I, the, yeah, against the, the iron rod. deficiency. Yeah, the iron deficiency, exactly, right? Which I think is, like, I mean, maybe that's the defining feature between the two of them is that Tetsu Tetsu just wears sooner. Not, like, drastically sooner, of course, but, I mean, sooner than Kirishima, right? Who is just, like, I mean, he's, like, an element, right? So... Yeah. I guess metal's an element, um, but, you know, whatever. So I'm trying to think if there's any... I mean, obviously, Mina and Aoyama um, fought this one, but neither one of them make it very far, yeah. so not much to really recap there. Um, moving on to the next round. So obviously, we had the Zuko versus Todoroki fight. I mean, that's obviously... It was a whole episode to it. It is a very defining moment in the relationship and in Todoroki's kind of character development here. I mean, first off... Deku was an idiot. Why? I don't. I don't know what he. Why he was pushing so hard? I know it's a plot point. I know it's an anime. That's why he was pushing so hard. But why not have this conversation after the fight? Because because that's not Izuku, man. That's just not him. <laughs> I I think it's exactly what Bakugo was trying to do too. I mean. They don't want to just win just the win. They want to win when everyone else is giving it their all too. Because like, it doesn't mean anything if you win and everyone else sucks. It's an like, empty victory. They want to win and like have a have a hell of a time getting there. I yeah, I mean yes. I I don't disagree with that. But at the same point, that kind of contradicts with everything that he that All Might was saying to him. What he's saying to himself is, I need to prove myself to the world. I need to be the best. I need to prove that I'm going to be next number one. And by yes, you're not doing that. But no one would have looked down on Deku if he could have beat. Todoroki with just his ice power because you can see his ice power already probably puts him in the top 15 of all pro heroes I mean he's already an un almost an unbeatable hero with just his ice power so no one would have looked down on him with just using the ice power he still would have made a name for himself well, if it's he not won just the about tournament that. beating that it's like yeah he said that but like there's things that are unsaid too like I think Midoriya takes a lot of pride in himself too of wanting to be the best for him too, not just what other yeah. people see, and I, th- I think it's that too. It's like obviously that he said like literally that I want to be the best and show everyone I'm the best, but he also literally wants to be the best. And if he can't get um, everyone else's 100, then he's not really the best because they'd be in the back of his mind the whole time. It's like, well, I beat him, but if he would have just used both of his powers, he would actually been the best. And that you know, well, that, that, but then then he used that as a point of like. Well, yes, I know I took first here, but obviously I'm not the best yet. I need to grow stronger. I'm not going to be complacent with this first place. I mean, it can go either way. I mean, he can win and know he didn't truly win at his best if he would have beat Bakugo. Yeah, but, but he is also a very anime character, and I know. winning that it's way an and anime. going back That's isn't why. like that. Yeah, yes. and th- there's, agree, a, there's but another but thing that we're not really touching on, too, is like like um, the two of them had that conversation of like why why he doesn't use his fire and stuff like that, right? And like, I mean, yeah, is like Izuku wants to be the best. He wants to be the next All Might and stuff like that, but he's still like, they, he's still a very human character, and, he, and like, you can tell he definitely like feels bad for like Todoroki being in the scenario he's in and being like, and being 
made the way he is, right? And you can like that's I don't think I don't think his in, in his entire like his entire reason for trying to make Todoroki act like he was just so he could prove that he's the best. He also wanted the dude to feel better about himself. Yes, right. I know. I yeah. and I agree. Right. Like I don't like like that's just it. And like I mean, and still like I mean the dude the two of them demolished the arena pretty much like Cementos and Midnight both had to intervene. Like he still proved himself being pretty pretty destructive, right? Like I don't think I don't think that really got like oh well you kind of lost to the guy who's like you know both major elements and he like you know and decided to unleash this inferno on you you know what i mean like he still got all the point like all the street cred for that but he was also but he i disagree with that but we can't talk about that till next episode so in the show i mean we're gonna see a ton of times that midoriya is a hero and he wants to rescue people and that isn't always going to be just innocent civilians he wants to rescue literally everyone for everything yeah and he's trying to at least to his friends too yeah yeah exactly and like i mean that's just it like todoroki he considers him like his like a a, a bit more than just a classmate at this point and you know what i mean and he does this with like even characters who don't get a lot of screen time too like he does this with really anybody um because like like dylan said like he's trying to be he's trying to rescue them from not like not like not from situations but also themselves and that's the big thing he did with Todoroki anything else in the Todoroki and Baku I'm not Deku fight easily 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 one of the most animated like well animated fights I've ever seen like incredibly incredibly done yeah you know it was really beautiful and there's also this cool parallel between All Might and Endeavor too and one weird thing I noticed when they were talking, uh, when All Might came out to Endeavor, he was like, hey, Endeavor, it's been a long time. What, 10 years since we had that press conference? That's weird. I mean, they're the number one and number two hero in in like in the same area. Them not talking for 10 years is super weird. But they're in different areas. They each have their own section because we see that in the second part of the season again that they get caught off guard when they show up to certain areas of Japan. Everyone <laughs> protects their own area. It's a whole country. I mean, I guess, but you would think they would be like, what's up Ex- in 10 years? Each other. I mean, yeah, but especially in, like a, especially in like a giant disaster scenario, you know what I mean? You'd think the two of them would be both be there, right? Like, like in something like, you know, like country threatening, you know what I mean? Not just like region threatening. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything weirder from that. I think that's just kind of there. Um, but yeah, so we then move on to kind of the conversation for, between Todoroki and Endeavor. We could talk about otherwise we'd see the rest of the Sweet 16. Um, and even the final four now when Ida loses to Todoroki um and bakugo beating tokoyami anything from those three points we want to talk about specifically or those are just kind of fights that happen that lead to the finals i mean like the the stuff with ida i think like is is kind of nice to touch on because um you, you start you start seeing like ida just not being like only like over the top like with everything he's like, over the top like emotionally too like he's like a very like emotional dude and like you can like especially that with like his relationship with ingenium and like how much he like like this is hinted everywhere like he literally like his his costume is modeled after his brother right like i mean mm-hmm. he literally wants to be exactly like his brother um so you can tell how much this rocks him like it, you like like after he gets the phone call with his mom and everything like that right so and again we get the we get the massive introduction of the new the new like villain like the hero killer which death really hasn't been something that's talked about too much like we all thought Aizawa was gonna die in season one and now we have some yeah. dude called literally the hero killer so you're like oh okay i guess people are dying now like that's a thing <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think 
I, I didn't know where they're going with this. I thought just maybe, oh, we weren't just going to see Ida for a bit. That like Ida's just going to go take care of his family and he just wasn't going to be a part of these next couple episodes and something's going to happen and he's just not going to be around to save the day or something. But instead, they took the totally different arc where they almost kind of focused on more. It's, it's hard to kind of talk about this too much without talking about the future, which is the second half of season two we'll be talking about next week. But this is just such a good setup for the second half of the season. And I it, this upcoming arc is... So good. But let's kind of wrap it back around to the sports festival because we're trying not to spoil things like we did last week. Um, is there anything else before the final Todoroki Bakugo fight we want to talk about to kind of end the recap on? I'm happy somebody finally backhanded Uzuku and tell him to stop breaking himself apart. Like, because <laughs> like, like it, it was needed to be said because he kept like, I mean, Azawa did it and it kind of like rocked Uzuku. And then Azuku goes and completely destroys himself again and now it's the one who the person who's fixing him being like i ain't, I ain't doing this shit anymore man <laughs> like, yeah like, <laughs> like double double breaking some of his fingers and stuff like that like re-breaking arms that are already destroyed and stuff well, like his hand, truly going yeah over his the top. hand is scarred from this from like now until you know ever, ever. yeah yeah so like i mean it's an like it's a it's an aesthetic difference that you like and they don't go away like uh, spoilers for the future but this is super minor they, his hand is always scarred now because of this this fight he has with todoroki right Right? So it, they, yeah. they really they really emphasize to him, like, take better care of yourself because like it, yeah. it is like a like it's anime and it's fantasy, obviously. But like they do really, you know, drill down on the fact of, yeah, if you break your bones a ton, it's you're, it's going to stay bad because like all recovery girl does is literally just help you recover faster. It doesn't like unbreak the bones like you still broke them and they healed. Yeah. So, yeah, I do like that. And again, it is setting limiters on characters that kind of go over the top and do stuff that like you need to change. It puts limiters on them to figure out other ways to do things, which, again, it makes it more realistic and makes it something that you can kind of more relate to. But finally, the fight that so many people are kind of looking forward to, the fight of the top two actual students in Class 1A, Todoroki and Bakugo. Honestly, didn't last that long for as big as you wanted to go. And we did see um, Bakugo finally using a special move, um, which was called the Houtzer Impact, which I love the name for that. That's a German weapon. I don't know where that kind of came from. Um, but again, we see that it clearly hasn't had a full impact on Todoroki. He's not just going to use his fire all the time now but that he is now thinking about it and thinking about the consequences of it in a bigger kind of thing and it's not something he's saying no to forever it's like i don't know right now yeah so um i was actually reading up on this episode because of another detail i'll bring up in a little bit um but someone had a a really good quote about it that they said like one uh really good anime speech isn't enough to fix years of trauma and that yep. really like dived into me because like, yeah, I know that's totally true because like this has been something he's been dealing with for a long time. And we're going to see that with his character on how he's going to deal with this and how he's going to start overcoming it. But we do start to see an attitude change. I mean, after that fight, the relationship between Deku and Tokiyami almost instantly, uh, Todoroki, I'm sorry, instantly changes. I mean, you start seeing them grow closer and pushing each other in a more friends way than a Bakugo and um, Deku way. And I really do like that. And you see, you hear Izuku cheering for him even after just losing, uh, losing to him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So just just correct me if I'm wrong, but after after 
Todoroki uses his fire like his dad tries to congratulate him and I yes. think that's the that's the big point why he oh, like that's another point why he doesn't use it because yeah like like Izuku like pumped him up and made him feel good about owning it but he's still dealing with like his dad was encouraging him which is something he doesn't want he does not want his father's encouragement he doesn't want anything he doesn't want to even be associated with his father sort of thing right so that like that I think turned the switch back off and that's the like you know that's the big other thing that makes him not want to use it and go back to you only using his ice and he even says to his father the only reason i use that power is because i forgot you existed because all those flashbacks were only about his mother and he forgot about his father so obviously when his father came back in that hesitation came back in that childhood drama that dylan talked about right away did come back instantly but you can show that even knowing and remembering about his father he still thought about it. he used his flame for a second before he got hit and then stopped using it like Thinking about his father, he's thinking that this quirk is his own now, or at least starting to get there, and he still has a way to go. But it is showing that big change in a character that it was something that a lot of people wanted to see. So another thing is, too, and we didn't really touch about it in the review, and like uh, this isn't me like crapping on you, Andrew. There was a lot to cover all at once. So, I mean, it was it was a detail that was definitely missed, but his mom is actually in a psych ward. Like, his mom is, yes. like, his mom is no longer... After... After, 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 yeah, after pouring hot water over Todoroki, hence the, like, the red on his, on his fireside, and that specifically why it was his fireside is because Todoroki reminded his mom of Endeavor, and how like that that family dynamic is really screwed up because and i'm pretty sure this was covered all at once i'm pretty sure this was covered all at once is that on the flashbacks. it's all in the flashbacks that his like endeavor literally got with his mom to basically create the like the the best predecessor oh, wait no no is no, that, no, later? This all is that later earlier in the season that happened later in this, um, earlier in the season or later but, in the season i mean it, it still it still brings up the point though that like another world building thing of like you know powers are kind of like they're tied to like genetics yeah no no they're they're tied to genetics and stuff and so like people like this is the first time we we hear about like people trying to like breed powers into each other which is like wild yeah yeah this all happened right after the calvary battle before yes, the yeah, okay, started. okay yeah, yeah the flashbacks were just remembering his mother and the kind of the good sides of her and saying like don't you want to be a hero like use your side then like yeah all that kind of stuff so that was more of the kind of good stuff all the bad stuff happened before the one okay started. Yeah, yeah yeah sorry um and so like yeah like we kind of like we kind of find out that there's like there's not it's not just Tony Roki. there's like several siblings that have also all tried to have this like this creation of like you know the perfect balance of both of both powers right and that clearly like mentally broke his mother and basically caused her to pour you know pour boiling hot water on this little kid right so but yeah no i it's a it's a nice little uh i don't know i like i'm 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 happy that todoroki gets like even if it's not immediate resolution it's still some resolution like he's the healing process has started yeah so in that scene um where of where he's going to the hospital right he like goes into the hospital and it's not like fully animated well it's animated but like there's like other stuff going on so like we don't it's not like live you know what i mean yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah so that's happening everyone's like staring at him really weirdly like like there's people in the background (laughs) like this and i was like why is he like why is it happening and i was thinking about it i was like oh he just got back from the sports fest so that's basically like if michael phelps right after the olympics just like walked into a hospital and was like i'm here to see my mom everyone would be like wait hold on i I, I just saw you like be like be super amazing (laughs) 
Well, see, for me, it was more of a, like he's never been here sort of thing. Like he's ne- like that was the, he's never seen her after that incident. That's how I interpreted that. And just from yeah. like my. So- I did at first too. Yeah. I, I saw that a little bit at first, but there was like people in the background too, like just like random people, like just looking like popping like that. out kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like, I mean, like, yeah, just from like my background, like, and like, and whenever you're like, you go into a psych ward and it's somebody you've never seen before, everybody's like, who, who is that? Cause they're not a familiar face right now. I'm sure, I'm sure that is definitely a factor what you're saying, right? Where, you know, we just saw this guy create a giant ice wall and here he is. Right. So, and then almost blow up an entire stadium with the other side. So, um, I think that's definitely a factor as well, but yeah. But yeah, I think with the hospital scene being talked about, that kind of wraps up all of our discussion for the first half of the season. I have, I have some detail stuff to bring oh, up in that last, okay. in that last episode, there's a couple like good memes. Um, so there's like a song towards the end. Like, I, it, I don't know. It's like, it's like right at the end and it's like this random song that comes on and it's like kind of techno a little bit. But the lyrics are really weird. It's just like there's only like one little line and it's just like we are and like it bleeps out like the F word. I don't know if you guys noticed what? that. But go back, go back and 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 li- watch that episode because like it says like we are FN superstars, but obviously bleeps it out. But I was like, wait, what? That's like really <laughs> weird, like a wild, wild song to have in there. Another thing, I want, huh. another thing I want to talk about is how like, like <laughs> how I think I think I think we got to call it regression at this point for a board back ago who like gets so angry that Todoroki does not use his other side to the point where Midnight actually has to intervene, sedate him, and then they put him in a muzzle because he's just like he can't be trusted. <laughs> and here you have the guy who's winning the sports festival who's in a hero class, and they literally have to muzzle the dude and like restrain him. Like he's like he's it. in like a full restraint. Like he's like he's looking like Hannibal Lecter. Like they made him up to look like Hannibal Lecter. Like and I think that does up the score too. To two to three. Two to three. Bakugo versus Deku. Two How? to three. They didn't fight. No, no, no. But he won overall. He still beat him. So like, but the, I thought the, I had to head. No, no, no. But it's still like they're both I, I think competing anytime, in the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anytime that they see their names next to each other, as long as he's above Deku, that's a win for him. Um, and so I, so he did win. But in, like James said. Again, he's losing emotionally. He just cannot. He cannot win. Like he wins on paper, but he just doesn't win ever. It's like it's like a win with like an asterisk next to it because it's not like yeah. it's not like a real win for him, right? Like he like he won, but you like that was an em- like like we said before that was an empty victory for him. That was an empty victory for Bakugo because Deku got to fight Todoroki with both sides and Kachan didn't have the privilege, right? Like he didn't he didn't get to do that. He didn't fight get to fight Todoroki at one hundred percent. Or as he likes to f- commonly refer to him as Icy Hot. I do really <laughs> like that a lot. That's <laughs> such a good nickname. <laughs> there's some, there's oh. some good name calling out of this show, man. Especially from Bakugo. Bakugo has most of them. He has 90% of the names he calls people are so good. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's wicked. Um, okay. Before I preemptively do it again, is there any other last points you want to talk about from this first half of the season? Yeah, I just want to talk about Deku's God mom again because I absolutely <laughs> love her. No, because at the end, it's so great because like he comes home yeah. and he's like, oh, hey, what? And he, she's like, oh, it was so good. I passed out seven times. <laughs> she literally asked him not to do it, though. She asked him not to do the festival, which I was like, yeah, come on, mom. Come on, have she's some- a worried mom. I, know, I, I can see why she said don't do it because, you know, people are getting exploded. <laughs> That's true. Does she know he has a cork yet? No. 
she doesn't know she, know she she knows by the time he gets back because he's like aha i i guess i'm just a late bloomer or something haha and she's yeah. like he, he, he uh, sure that's what i thought like, but like, before the competition she thought he didn't have a quirk yeah and that's why she said don't do it yeah i think she was just very surprised for sure um all right so we can kind of talk about any of the episodes while we're in this additional notes, but there is just kind of one additional notes thing we did have on the docket that we took quite a while to come up with, but it's just kind of the general structure of the sports festival and talking about the what ifs and all that kind of stuff. So James, you had one point in the pre-show. I honestly don't remember what it was anymore. Uh, I'm trying to remember it now too. We uh, all forgot what uh, we were going to talk no, about. This, didn't what we? was it? Oh, yeah, no, I'm drawing a blank here. I won't tie up. Because I know the one thing I want to talk about was the what ifs, but I guess that's kind of a future spoiler. So we honestly don't even want to talk about that right now. And it'd be something. I, no, do you got yeah, I do. I do. So this is the uh, so the sports fest we see. It's like in our section of it, like our our view of it. We're only seeing the year ones fight against each other. Um, but in the beginning, he says something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, like there you'll see three like you'll have three opportunities in your life to show yourself. So one, obviously, there's another section that we don't see. I don't know. Maybe it's on different days or something of where the years two and three actually do stuff. But I mean, it's it's a shown in anime. So we're going to see like the, the show is going to go on forever. I, it's never going to yeah, end. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like one piece. So what's going to be really <laughs> cool is I think this is going to be something that comes up again just like dbz in the world tournament we will see this again and there'll be new fun stuff but it's like brooklyn 99 with the halloween hunt sure yeah that's another one or community in the the paintball episode in the paintball episode yeah yeah no but but yeah this is a thing that's gonna come back again because it's a yearly thing and i'm excited about that like i like that that little thing that we can look forward to because like the dbz world tournament was sick i love watching those 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 arcs and i'm excited for the year two ones because we're going to see matchups happen again and we're going to see, OK, well, like, is Midoriya going to be the best? Like, is is Todoroki actually going to give it his all? And like, he's actually going to, like, give everyone a super hard time and actually win. I, I'm excited about that, or, which obviously, like, we won't see that forever. But does Minato take it all? That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I, oh, I hope so. He, I will bet money with both of you. He never makes it to the sweet 16. I know we want to do it right now. Minata, yeah, Minata right made now. it to the cavalry battle, which I think is impressive enough. I'll put 20 on it. I'll put yeah, 20 that he's he going to make top literally eight. literally wrote on the back of Yayorusa. Yeah, which that's is, only which is so it. on character for Minata. I'm so happy that's how he got there. Was literally strapped to the hottest girl he could find. Like, <laughs> I'll put 20 bucks on it, though, Dylan. Sure. Yeah, 20 bucks. Next, next time we have uh, another uh, festival, he's going to make top 16. 20 bucks. And, they, and I'll Easy. put 20 bucks that he doesn't. I'm, I'm into Easy. that. I'll, t- I'll take Dylan's side. I'll, I'll, yeah, you get you get 40 bones, but you owe us both 20. <laughs> what? No, I don't want that. I don't want to do 40. Well, no, we can split it. But no, so this <laughs> yeah, is definitely a reoccurring theme. So anyone who's just watching this um, and hasn't seen our other stuff, it's always me and James versus Andrew yeah. on everything. Yep. Everything, dude. Everything. We like I'm the hated. underdog. We like the underdog. My angle, though, is my, my, my professional angle, especially with this show, it seems to be the other characters that we don't get to see that like we start to get some more focus on especially in cavalry battle was a great showcase of that we got to see so much cool crap out of like the of class uh 1b yeah class 1b and like uh, the other people from class 1a that you wouldn't really expect like i straight up thought that minata's team was going to take it all because there was no way they were getting around um oh my god what's his face i can never remember his name and it's really straightforward um 
Keep talking off. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because there were. It was him and it was him and it was him. Fro- Shoji. Yeah, it was him. Fro- you talk about how much I know because Shoji is literally my favorite character, and I, it, 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 I, I hate the fact I keep wanting to call him Shino, who's my favorite character from Naruto. Um, but yeah. So it's him, Shoji, and Minata, and they're literally encased in this giant, like, in his arms, that you're like, how do you get into that? Like, you can't. You have Froppy's tongue, who's just going out and just trying to, like, snag it from people, and you have Minata, who's literally just trying to, like, tie people up, and they're in, inside him, like, because he's clearly unfazed by the two of their weight, right? So, like... You get to see stuff like that, which I'm really happy about. I'm really happy you get that, and especially focusing so heavily on like a couple minor characters like Mei and and uh, Shinzo. Like you really get to showcase these other characters because I get really sick of watching the same like four characters kind of or four or five characters kind of battle it out. You know, it's old to me. It gets it gets old really quick. Um, so having this this level of focus on other characters it makes me makes me happy. We talked about the entrance exam being biased towards combat quirks, but isn't the sports festival the same exact thing? No, because we almost sure, we, we, we almost a we, wider. We almost saw, we almost saw Shinzo win the whole thing. Like Shinzo, I think if Shinzo could have got past Deku, it would have been a different story because he would have he would have taunted Bakugo. And Bakugo would have like I don't even think Shinzo would have had to say anything to him. Like I mean, I, it yeah, no, that would have been easy. That would have been an easy fight for him. Yeah, like that's just it. I think somebody like Shin, like I think if Shinzo would have gotten past him, it would have been it would have been GG. Like I think he would have taken the whole thing. Well, I don't no, know. No, I don't think he would have beat uh, Todoroki. But like, Todoroki's but Todoroki he still, still would have got top three. Todoroki spoke to Siro too before he actually did anything. Right? I don't know if he would have gave Shinzo the same thing. But he said like like Siro like they had a quick little band. Like it was like it was like two seconds and there was words exchanged and that would have been enough time for Shinzo to do his thing because that's all he needs. Right. Yeah. I think by that point, though, it would have been very evident what was going on. I think he's so Bakugo would have just said something, even if he 100 percent knew just because like that's him. (laughs) But I think Todoroki at least would have caught on. Totoroki maybe I, I don't know like I yeah I, it would be interesting those are fights I want to see because I want to know what those outcomes would have been because it's not brute force it there's actually some like there's 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 a bit more to it right there's there's more is more than just like fighting prowess right so also big all right oh sorry I was just gonna say big fan of like named abilities getting introduced as well I'm, I'm very yeah. happy with those um, anything else before we move into the puzzle ultra recipients for this week? Um, no, I got, I got nothing. I mean, if, so we started with, well, we started with Dylan last week. So James, why don't you lead with your three I'm going to leave with my three. I'll lead next week. Okay. So my three and in no particular order this time, no in particular order this week, um, is going to be Todoroki, which I think is yep. kind of a given Shinzo, which is also, I think kind of a given. Um, and, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to All Might. I'm gonna give the other one to All Might. He's what? He's not focused at all, but he's literally the only reason Izuku made it through this. Because I think if he physically wasn't in that doorway, the the uh, the Force Ghost wouldn't have manifested. <laughs> all right. I'm down for it. I, I like those. Thank you. Thank you. So I am going to say Todoroki. Yeah. Just because he finally used both his powers at once, starting to figure out character development. Tokoyami. Because there's not a chance in how Deku would have made it to the final 16 without him. And just seeing really how powerful his quirk is, is so cool. And I'm going to say Mei. Hatsume. She 100% got what she wanted out of this festival. And if she is not a millionaire within a month of this festival being over, 
They are crazy because goddamn, is the things she come up with already so cool. And I, I can't wait to see just kind of what she does for the classes later on because she is a true prodigy and she really does do a good job of showing it off. And I love a good salesman. Business Andrew coming out. Hell yeah. Andrew definitely would be um, one of the business students. He would for be, sure. 100%. No, I'd be general education because I'd wish I was a hero, but I know I'm not good enough. Aw. But I'm too, and I'm too proud to just go straight into business school, so I'd be general education. Fair. <laughs> uh, so for, for my three, I said Todoroki. I think we all agree on that. Like, yep. he definitely did great. Um, I said Uraraka. No, Uraraka. <laughs> I think she did amazing. Um, you know, especially in that fight and like really giving her all and like showing us that she c- can really do stuff. She, you she know, she can hang. Yeah, yeah, she can definitely hang. Um, and then the last one. That's Minato. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm no. I'm gonna have to go with James to say uh, Shinzo. Yeah, I, I thought he did such a good job, and I really like the way he like portrayed himself in these episodes, and I thought it was really cool. I I like him as a character so much. Shinzo would have been my fourth one if I had a fourth one. Just, I really do like him, but I don't know. I, I Watching more back, May I think Hatsume really got more out of this competition than Shinzo got. And I think that's something that's why I think she went plus ultra. I, I don't think but, so. I don't think so, man. Shinzo, like, if anything, aesthetically may irritate me. But he me. didn't move up. No, but, but he got I mean, no. He, he got re- he got recognized though, and he got he yeah, got he, he got he got literally the exact opposite of all the crap he got through all middle school, which was you're going to be a villain. You have a villainous trait where everybody yeah. else was like, "Holy crap, this guy can subdue people without even having to injure them." Like this is crazy, right? Like he's the ultimate negotiator. He's the best hostage like negotiator you'll ever find because he just needs to talk to them once, right? And I think May would have gotten that either way, just because like she's just really good. She does her gadget stuff. She's great at it. Like, obviously, that... You gotta she, appreciate the grind, though. No, no, but she was great, and it didn't feel like she just, like, shot forward and did amazing. But, like, Shinzo, like, he was he was cool, but in this, it really felt like he, he did go plus ultra in these episodes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is there any last points before we do wrap up this week's episode of Class 1A? I just want to say I love these episodes. These are really, really good episodes. And I, I don't know. I was talking about it before, like uh, like the, the world tournament um, in DBZ. It felt like that. And I just love that vibe. I just like seeing our heroes fight against each other just so we can kind of even though it's like a like a competition fight, we get to see where all their power levels are and where they really stand against each other. And I think I think like uh, arcs like this are super important in, in shows like this. I. uh I, I okay so sports festival for me I said this kind of going in wasn't my favorite arc um I do love the obstacle course and I do love one-on-ones one-on-ones like I, I think it's just because I grew up with DBZ and like like you know it definitely plays a factor plus like the Chonin exams and everything like that um but the cavalry battle just to me felt so out of place that I was just like I don't I don't agree with this I don't like this so is that like I mean obviously we don't know the answer to this but I think that's probably like a common like uh, like field day activity in Japan. Yeah, because they looked at me. I was like, "What is this? Like, this is ridiculous, right?" <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I'd have to do some research to see if this yeah, is like they, something. They did bring that up, and they said it in like a way that I was like, "Oh, this must be like a field day activity." Yeah, like, I, I don't like. I don't. I, I don't know what we could like. It was like super obvious. To. Like when they said, like they're like, "Oh, the cavalry battle." And we was like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of weird." But like everybody yeah. was like pretty much on board with it from the get go. Yeah. You know what I Everyone's mean? Everyone's like, "Oh no, that totally makes sense." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That's anime. Yeah, it's anime. 
But with that, thank you all so much for attending this week's session of Class 1A. Next week, we'll be covering the second part of Season 2, which will be Episodes 26 to 38, the remaining 13 episodes, kind of the internship arc, then it doesn't cover that, or the hero killer arc, whichever one you want to kill it. I don't know if there's an official name for it, but those are the episodes. Just finish up the remainder of episode two and that, I mean, season two, and that's what we'll be talking about next week. Um, yeah, and make sure to tell all your friends about us. Let all your friends, let your dog know, let your grandparents know, tell everybody about us, about the Class 1A podcast, and give us that wicked five-star review. Um, I'd ask for anything else, but Andrew's going to chew me out, so no, we're only. I'm only looking for five stars, boys. What? <laughs> And make sure you check us out on poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for all your updates on the podcast and all our other hype content. But with that, class will now be dismissed and we hope to see you all back in class next Saturday. Have a good day, guys.